All right, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with the Calls. I'm your host, Eric, and joining me today, Watanza. How's it going, buddy? How's it going, bro? That's <laughs> <laughs> going pretty good. I was like uh, kind of hard up for guests. I was looking for everybody. You said, definitely, definitely have me on, have me on. So I was like, okay. So uh, you're originally from South Africa, but I think you're over in Florida now. Is that how that happened? I am. Oh, I am. Nice. I am now. I went from being South African to Florida, man. Florida, Florida man. North man. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I got. I got to imagine that was probably a pretty big uh, culture shock going from uh, South Africa to uh, to Florida. I yeah. I don't know, bro. I'm I'm from Pretoria. Like we we. I mean, we're not like those those, those pansies down in the Cape in Cape Town. Like we know how to handle ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Already starting beef with Cape Town. I guess, I guess Joburg is next, huh? Well, Joburg and Pretoria hate each other, but together we hate we hate Cape Town. Ah, common enemy. Gotta love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's kinda like Alaska. Everything north of uh Ketchikan is like viewed as like Seattle Northwest. You know, it's kinda kinda silly stuff. Yeah. Uh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. So uh I mean how did this happen? Was this like a student visa type thing and you just loved it and stayed or well, I mean, I, I was actually living a pretty comfortable life as a software engineer back home. Nice. Oddly enough, one of those professions that wasn't that impacted by the pandemic. Uh, in fact, I loved it. I loved the idea. Like you, our productivity actually went up. I'm digressing a bit. Our productivity <laughs> went up. Turns out when you let software engineers work from home and not have to put on pants to go to meetings, productivity oh, goes up. Yeah, it's amazing how that happened. <laughs> But um, yeah, I had a good life there. I thought, uh, I mean, I've, I've visited the States a couple of times. I had a good life there and I thought, yeah, why not? Why, why not just like reset my whole life and just like go to the US? Just upset everything and, you know, move to a different continent altogether. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I was in, uh, I'm in civil engineering. So we kind of had the the same thing. It's like all of our stuff is done on laptops, so we can take it home. And uh it's like, uh, I've told this story a whole bunch, but like my first week at my new job, I was like already two thirds of the office was already at home quarantining themselves. They didn't have to be told to do that. And it was pretty much just an excuse. It's like, oh, I don't have to be in the office. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, I mean, that's yeah. that was pretty much it. I was at home for a couple of months. And then, uh, of course, my boss was like, oh, everybody's going to come back. I was like, okay, all right, I wow. guess. So yeah. it's, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Our, our productivity has been up. You know, it's kind of funny how uh, the state has a whole bunch of funds wrapped up in our little projects and everything, and they don't want to see that. Uh, <laughs> they yeah, see odd how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm not even sure why you had me on today, but I, I was like, I, vo I volunteer as tribute. I, I, I'm always <laughs> keen to speak to other, I guess, and I use this term in a very umbrella way, libertarians, because I know that there's 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 a huge amount of fracturing and uh oh, you know, yeah. and oh no i'm not a libertarian i'm actually an x or y i'm like okay guys let's just let's <laughs> just get it under one umbrella first and then move forward from there yeah it's like when i'm using i'll use that libertarian term around uh like the normies out there that as what stefan kinsella calls the status muggles I'll use that term because they because yeah, they know that they know libertarian they they've actually seen that word before uh, mm -hmm. They might not know exactly what it is or what it entails, but at least they've seen that word before. Uh, around my friends, you know, I just go anarchist, you know. But it's, yeah, I mean, libertarian is a good, 
good phrase to use, especially if you're doing it that way. And then when we get with each other, I mean, then we can, you know, descend down into, you know, which baseball team we like. Yeah. Type of thing. So, so, I mean, you've got to be, uh, one of the few libertarians out of South Africa, I'm sure. I can't imagine there's like a large contingent there. Not really, but there's, uh, my friends, uh, maybe you've heard of them. Well, probably not, but they've got this, their own show called the man Patriot podcast, which is like the, the, like it's markets itself as the premier South African libertarian podcast. Oh, nice. so I, and there's, there's a few of us there out there. It's just not, uh, I think how many libertarians there are is also less visible to people because the United States as a, as, as a society has reached a point where the personal is now the political and the political is now the personal. Yeah. I, I mean, Those I was, two have. Yeah. It's, I mean, one of your other guests, I was listening to another episode the other day where he was talking about, you know, being in the dating world where. Oh yeah. LB. Yeah. yeah he, he's great. I, I've experienced precisely the same thing. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen dating profiles or whatever, where it's like, if you voted, for Trump or if you voted for swipe left I'm like okay Sarah like (laughs) oh man gonna name her everything oh no (laughs) oh no that's (laughs) let's just call her Sarah because that was her name yeah yeah (laughs) now that I I couldn't even imagine you know I'm as like part of me I'm glad that you know I'm in my 40s and married because if I had to get back into the dating pool today it would be like uh, no no thank you (laughs) <laughs> it's a disaster. It's it's and and it's seeping in now to everything. It's the, your your dating life, who you can be friends with, where yeah. you can go, and it's just like oh, this is such such a pain to me. It's just <laughs> yeah, and that's uh that's only gonna get worse with the vac status because I've already seen those dating profiles because people keep sharing them all over Twitter. It's like if oh, yeah. you're unvaccinated, just do not. It was like oh god, no, please. <laughs> oh, yeah i've seen yeah it's on every dating profile thing now it's just like it's just yeah he- heaven forbid you know i should like i mean not to downplay covid but like i think there are bigger concerns like are you going to give me like some other std like <laughs> i i think every std out there is bigger issue than covid right like, yeah, I mean, really especially when we look at the numbers and everything else, I mean, we can yeah. determine that if you were extremely old and had two or more comorbidities, yeah, it's not going to be a good time for you. Yeah, uh, Everybody else, they seem to be taking it. It's going to happen for a couple of days. You know, it might get a little bit touchy there with high temperatures and everything, but ultimately you're going to live. You know, this is not the pandemic that we are being sold. You yeah, know. and I mean, I and that's not to say every single person who died isn't a tragedy. No, I'm that's all saying, tragic, yes. I mean, I'm just saying I have made, you know, everybody, I, I, I believe that people make personal risk, rational risk calculations, just like the market make personal rational risk calculations based on the information they have. Right. And they choose to vax or not vax. Um, I mean, I was pretty, it was not fun. I was also pretty sick. It was not fun, but now yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm one of those that pretty much thinks I had it in like December of 2019. You know, there was a few days where I was like just out of work because I was like, I can't get out of bed. <laughs> oh, you were so you were a beta tester for it. Yeah, I was living in Dallas, Texas at the time, which is like a huge international hub just by itself. And, you know, yeah. working in an office building with, uh, you know, everyone's on top of each other in the bullpen and everything else. So it was like, I'm pretty sure I had it because I, I even remember, like, I didn't have smell or taste. 
for at least at least one or two days out of that. And you know, that can sometimes just be sinuses and everything, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I had it. It's like it's like, okay, given what everyone has said it was, uh maybe, you know. I never got a test. You know, I remember going to the doctor and he was like, Well, it's not the flu. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so I guess you good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just one of those things. So I I'm thinking at this point pretty much the majority of people out there has either been exposed to it, nothing happened, or they got it, you know, got sick for a little bit and then, you know, never went to the doctor or anything else. And then those people who were extremely old age were probably going to die this year anyways from something else. But it, again, statistics are, are there for a reason. You got to take a look at it. So it's it's just been crazy. Yeah, it's been really bad. So, yeah. <laughs> and I see, um, I see now, uh, the CDC just said even vaccinated people need to oh, mask yeah, up yeah. again, <laughs> which I think at, this is the most tinfoil hatty thing I'll say the whole time on this podcast is I think this was always part of the game in that oh, yeah, yeah. by forcing vaccinate, vaccinated people to mask up, it ratchets up the social pressure on those who haven't because now they're going to get mad at the people who haven't. Maybe yes. like, this is your fault. This is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to uh, Timeline Earth today, and even Carr said, he was like, yeah, we have a doctor over here at Parkland Hospital. It just says, all of my patients who have COVID with the Delta variant right now are unvaxxed. And he was like, that's just insane to say that. <laughs> Nowhere else is even reporting that. <laughs> it's like you, t- you talk to some hospitals, and it looks like, yeah, you know, it's like about 40% are vaccinated still, but they got the Delta variant. It's so, like for you to say that there's absolutely nobody there that was vaccinated, I I don't know. Yeah, it's his numbers don't add up for me, but yeah. Right. Yeah, and even even the CDC said, yeah, you know, this is uh, only effective, I guess, 39% of the time. So it's like, okay. Wait, 39? <laughs> now is that enough? Jeepers. Yeah, yeah. They said, uh, you know, it'll work against Delta like 39% of the time, and you'll still get sick. Wow. Okay. So this is just going to become endemic at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seasonal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like everything else, like any other virus, you know, you get that mutation or that different variant out there, the the virus has to continue to propagate itself. And so typically when exactly. it changes what it does, it's actually less deadly because yeah. it, it can't kill the host right away. It's got to be able to spread. Exactly. So that, that's just how it usually works. And we even get that with the flu. I mean, there's always like a flu A and flu B for that year, and they don't even know which one's which for the for the vaccines for that. So. Precisely. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, just to think that, you know, the government's going to say, oh, well, there's going to be zero COVID if we if we do all these measures is just laughable. It's like, what what fantasy land are you living in? It's, yeah, I, I don't see that 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 reality ever coming to be ever. It's, yeah. <laughs> see the world as it is, not as you wish it to be. It's yeah. It's like uh, mankind has been dealing with the common cold for millions of years and we have yet to eradicate it. <laughs> I think maybe that's why Musk's so obsessed with going to Mars. <laughs> go to go get a different virum in a different planet. Yeah, yeah. This is like so what better way to see yourself off? He actually went. He's he's from my hometown. He just went to my rival school. So I kind of think he's a douche based on that. But beyond that, I have no reason to hate him. Um, yeah, as a, as a bald guy, he kind of makes me upset because he went and got hair plugs. So I mean. It's like, that come on, is, man, embrace the suck. Just, just be bald. Yeah, that is un, un, unacceptable. Uh, my, my, my little brother, actually, my little brother, he's, he, I mean, I'm, I'm not a very tall guy. I'm like 5'11 on a good day. 
and my brother's like six foot four and built like a linebacker. Nice. Uh, and he's just a war. He's just a giant of a human being. And I'm maybe, like I said, 5'11 on a good day. And, uh, and I have very bad eyesight were it not for, you know, LASIK. Right. And, um, and, uh, and we always said I lost a genetic lottery until he started going bald when, when we were in our oh. early 20s. Oh, no. I was like 24 and he was like 22 and he was starting to go bald. I was like, there it is. There's the opportunity <laughs> cost you paid. Yes, right there. The, the karma came around. Yeah. yeah. I didn't start losing mine until I was, uh, I don't know, probably about 33, 34. Yeah. Then yeah. I started going. I, I noticed like the little spot in the back and I was like, oh, no, it, it's begun. <laughs> and then my uh, little brother, he went salt and pepper when he was 18. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he's had salt and pepper hair since he was 18. That, that, he's only three years younger than I am. So Yeah, but he's got like that George Clooney look, man. He could pull the whole oh, yeah, yeah, George yeah. Clooney. Yeah, he definitely, look. he definitely took after my Sicilian grandpa. You know, if you look you at go. pictures of both of them, like when they're about the same age, it's like spitting image. Unfortunately, I didn't go. get those Sicilian genes. So. <laughs> ah. ah, ah, that sucks. But anyway, yeah. So um, you're, I see you've got an LSU uh, Tumblr there. What oh, looks yes. like a... Yeah, LSU. Go Tigers. I'm, I'm like 10, 15 minutes away from the campus. I, I can go visit Mike the Tiger whenever I wish. <laughs> go Knowles, I guess. I, I don't know. I think we'll see. Um, yeah. know, if you're up there in Florida, you know, that's just the, the Gators. So, I mean, I've got the Knowles, man. I got, I got the Knowles. Got to support them. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. And uh, I actually, just with the billionaires going to space thing, have you seen how mad people are that billionaires are going to space? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, there was one tweet in it. It like stuck with me and I normally don't get mad at blue checks, but this one was like over the top. It was like, oh, so he just, you know, forces his employees to pee in a bottle, which by the way has never been like verified, you know, people trash talk when they get fired. Uh, and there's like, but he can just put himself into space in his dick rocket, you know, because they're making fun of the shape of the rocket, which is I mean, kind of hilarious. <laughs> I love the, the shape of the, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's aerodynamic. It get it got up there to you know space, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, it was like, why are you getting mad? It's like he's spending his money uh, and doing more than NASA has done for as far as like rocketry and everything. So, but yeah. I, I mean, picking on him because the you know he doesn't pay his employee the fair wage. It's like uh, if they didn't want to work there, they don't have to work there. No one's like you know holding a gun on him. <laughs> Here's my question is how, what is a fair wage and, and where is the proof that he doesn't pay them a fair wage? Right. Yeah. Uh, if, if that was the case, I mean, you would see just mass people just walking off the job. And, and so far the, the only people I've seen that say, Oh, he's got to make us pee in bottles, you know, the delivery drivers and everything. And it was like, it's like, well, I mean, you are gauged on how fast you can get those deliveries out there. I mean, I understand metrics as a, as a means of seeing how well you do your job. Um, but at the same time, if you want to take bathroom breaks, how else are they going to know how many packages you can deliver if you don't take those bathroom breaks? Cause they'll have to factor that into their, into their numbers at some point. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, and it's sort of like people are, and I mean, we can discuss this in a minute if you, if you want to, but I come from a country where we have, how do I put this? 
the sort of minimum wage and housing rights and 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 gun laws that would make the the likes of AOC and Bernie just like gush all over themselves. They would yeah. love yeah. They would love that. They would absolutely love that. But I mean, when people get mad at the likes of Jeff Bezos, I mean, you can you can say what you want, but like he didn't come to your house and put a gun to your head and say, "Give me money." He provided a product or service for you. Like right. this was a voluntary thing that you you entered into with with him. Yeah, especially when Amazon first started out, it was like the the bookstore that you got books from, that you didn't have yeah. to go into a Barnes and Noble or a, a, I'm trying to think what some of the other uh, reading establishments were before that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're not going to like a physical store to go get it. You know which books you want to go get, and then you just order them online. They show up to your door, you know, fairly quickly back in the day. You know, that's how he made his bread is bread and butter. I mean, nowadays, I mean, yeah, you can criticize him for the you know, handing over uh, Amazon uh, web services for the CIA and the NSA and everything. Uh, okay, granted, uh, you know, his little sweetheart deal with the postal, postal service for getting those prime packages at a, at a cut rate, you know, that those are all things that you can definitely criticize him for. But, mm-hmm. you know, paying wages and, you know, making those employees do this and do that, I mean, they're it's at will. If you don't like the conditions, you know, bring it up to your manager because that way they know about it. Uh, or just walk off the job, and they'll have to figure out why you quit. <laughs> you know, it's that it's that. Plus, he gets to be a real life Doctor Evil. I mean, he's, he's oh yes, he's, very he's, much. He's in a dick rocket. He's bald. He's blasting off to space. Like, what, what, what about this? Do you not absolutely love? It's just, <laughs> it's so great. But uh, yeah, yeah, I love eccentric rich people. And I was like trying to look up some of the other eccentric things he done. You remember? Uh, Star Trek Beyond. It was like the third of the new J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. He was an alien uh, in that. He got to was be he? Alien. Yeah, he was an extra in that movie. No way. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I was like looking. I was like, Jeff Bezos was an extra? And he got a credit in the credit role? What? <laughs> I just remember those those J.J. Abrams movies with just way too much lens flare. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because the, the future lessons. is so bright, you can't even actually look at it. <laughs> he literally said that in an interview. It's like, what was up with all the lens? It's like so bright, you can't look directly at it. You got to look away. Uh, like, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. That's that's great. That's so great. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, our, I, I don't know if you want to know anything about where I come from. I'm sure you know plenty about it. But in terms of the employment laws, the the uh, minimum wage laws, housing, human rights laws, like it is. It, yeah, because when I think socialist utopia, where everyone's getting along, everyone lives, and they, they've got plenty in their, in their refrigerator, <laughs> South Africa definitely comes to mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, where do I start? Like our gun <laughs> laws, our, our housing laws, our, our employment laws. It's, yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine that all of that government intervention hasn't worked. Surprisingly, <laughs> like, I mean, we made housing a human right in our constitution, and yeah. amazingly, it had no effect on the laws of supply and demand. Yeah, none whatsoever. It hasn't built a single extra house. It hasn't improved a single house. It hasn't done a damn thing. Oh, and I'm sure like everywhere else, uh, there's like all of these regulations to say what a house is. And uh, you can't meet that based on the criteria, I'm sure, because that, that's what kind of sank some of these uh, places out in California. They wanted to start putting up these little uh, tiny home 
trailer parks everywhere for the homeless population. But then the right. state said, well, these aren't houses. This is like it's it's indoor with a bed and a shower, which is much more than a guy living in a tent or a box on the side of the street. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure they'd like to be able to go to the bathroom indoors. Yeah. Regularly. Right. Or, you know, lock their stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, I, I know I say that sort of cavalierly, but honestly, I do feel um, bad for people who have to live like that. And I don't, I think it's a very sort of misplaced uh, sort of empathy or whatever, where like, no, it's yeah. much more empathetic to just let them live on the streets in their, in their addiction, in their everything. I'm like, I don't, I don't see this as empathy or, or kindness. It, yeah. It, and it's just one of those things every homeless person that you talk to, they are there from a set of decisions that they've made along the way. And most of them were bad. Um, we've got a little bit of a homeless uh, problem around here in Baton Rouge, but for the most part, those guys know that the police is, are going to hassle them every day. So they'll find like these little pockets of where there's a whole bunch of woods and they'll pitch up little tent cities in there. And I was like talking to him, it was like, um, and it was like, well, I mean, why are you homeless? And he goes, I, I don't like authority. I can't work a job and not mouth off to the boss or whatever. And, you know, I've also got a drug problem. I was like, oh, okay, all right, I, I got you now. And I was like, so what do you want the government to do about it? And he goes, he goes, honestly, they, they hurt more than they help. <laughs> you know, he was like just being matter of fact with it. And I was like, oh, how do you mean? It was like, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll have you come to like these little things, but then they want to like drug test you before they'll give you food. And that's just bullshit. And I was like, wow. <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, I mean that's and that's the thing, right? I, I th that kind of reminds you of the. I was discussing this with a friend of mine back home, is with, in terms of drugs. It's I mean I fully support ending the drug war, but I I've also never woken up and thought, you know what? I think this morning I'm just going to do some heroin. I'm just going <laughs> to do some heroin. Generally, if you do it, I think it's a bad idea to do it. But I also yeah, think yeah, yeah, that's terrible. It, yeah, I I, I also think it shouldn't be legal for you to do it if you choose to. And I think that's that's what I found, you know, being a bit younger is that like what people think most libertarians are, are just like college Republicans who like to smoke weed or something. Yeah, and yeah. that's not it at all. And I, and I think, again, I have plenty of, of, of drugs that I, will, I have never done and will never do, but I don't want them to be illegal if you choose to do them. Yeah. I don't want you going to jail because the, the last place that you're going to kick a, a substance abuse problem is going to be in the middle of a prison. <laughs> it's yeah. A, I, I've, I've seen prisons. Uh, I was a uh, prison guard for a couple of weeks and uh, uh, horrible conditions, especially for somebody whose only crime was getting caught with some dried plant matter. And that was it. You know, yeah. they didn't break into a place. They're not a violent person themselves. They just happen to be walking down the wrong street at the wrong time. And you know, I mean, here that's... they are locked up with dudes that have like raped children and everything. And it's... you know, I, I feel like the differential is not <laughs> quite. I mean, that's that is one of the things we did get right. Uh, the Oaks back home, um, where we've I don't know if you heard about this, but the, the Supreme Court essentially decriminalized um, weed for personal consumption. So, okay. you know, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. at least a step in the right place. I mean, uh, whenever when someone says, well, you know, if you legalize it, everyone will be, you know, crack addicts in the street and was like, Portugal. <laughs> they decriminalized all of it, every single thing, and they don't have crack addicts dying in the street. Oh, quite the opposite, actually. Yeah. And it's like the really the only bus that they do are like people trying to sell like the pharmaceutical drugs on the street. 
you know, yeah. without prescriptions. I mean, because <laughs> the, the, the crime that they get them with is they broke into a pharmacy to steal, you know, <laughs> oxycodones and everything else. And then they're trying to sell them for like, you know, 10 euros on the street. The, the, those are the type of crimes that they're dealing with. And, the, and then it's just the theft. It, the, the drugs are inconsequential to it. So there we go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if it, if it came down to it, I, I find some kid on his couch smoking some dried plant matter less of a issue than maybe some kid on his couch being uh, forcibly prescribed some sort of oxycodone or whatever. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I had a, a cyst on my tailbone, and uh, while I was recovering, like the doctor prescribed like 180 Percocets. I was like what am I going to do with these? Good Lord. I was like, how much pain do you think I'm going to be in after this anesthetic wears off? And he goes, oh yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be, I was like, you realize I'm a redhead, right? I don't feel pain the same way you do. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, well, I mean, just take it. If you don't need it, you know, you can always flush them. I was like, <laughs> it's like, no, I was like, just no. Flush them? Yeah, just flush them. <laughs> I, I actually heard, I don't know if it's true because I've, I've only been a Florida man for a while, but I heard a story about uh, some part in Florida, it was South Florida, where the, where the police department was like, please stop flushing your drugs down the toilet. We've got an issue with meth gators. I'm like, that yeah. is ah amazing meth gators. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's something to be said of that. Uh, so the Alex Jones thing where, you know, they're turning the frogs gay and everything. It's like... <laughs> sort of true it's basically all of the the hormones from like the pregnancy stuff that when they get flushed down the toilet was actually making the frogs uh go from male to female so seriously yeah yeah that's like a real thing i've i've reached a point now where i'm just like ticking off all the things that alex jones was right about (laughs) like ticking a we remember i saw some meme it's just like this list of alex jones predictions and it's like you are currently here yeah (laughs) Yeah, the uh, uh, clockwork elves from Planet Pop Tart are are next, I guess. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I've often said because I don't I don't like Alex Jones. He's you know he's kind of ski he's kind of a skeevy dude and everything, and he's he's got his issues. But if you strip away all of the hyperbole and all of the big talk, like some of the major points are correct. It's just he makes everything so big, and he's got to be a showman. He's got to entertain you with it, and that's yeah. where the problem is. Because sometimes he'll just say stuff off of the cuff. And he's like, oh, I've got the documents. I was like, okay, produce them. It's <laughs> you know? like, produce. I see stories every week. I was like, no, you saw one story this week. It's not stories every week. <laughs> there you go. Just a little truthfulness goes a long way. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think that that pretty much sums up my feelings on, on Alex Jones as well. Is, right. uh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, flushing that kind of stuff down the toilet, yeah, it's going to have some kind of environmental effect and everything. But the, I mean, you shouldn't be prescribing me 180 Percocet when I took maybe two. <laughs> it, it just, is... you know, maybe ask me what my pain threshold is. I, I've been like lectured at a doctor because they were going to give me a shot of Demerol for something. And I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> and he was like, uh, do you have a substance abuse problem? I was like, no, I'm a ginger. It's like, that <laughs> will not work. I've been injected with it before. It will do nothing. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. It is like, okay, well, you know, 20 minutes you'll be feeling it. He comes back for like 15 minutes later. Are you feeling it yet? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you get your medical degree, chief? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, so bizarre. So weird. It is. It is very bizarre. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's. I think you're right about Alex Jones, and I think 
there's a lot of people, especially on Twitter, that I see in. Well, there's two things I see on on Twitter in in, in the Liberty movement. There's people who are very Alex Jonesy, and yes. and the high high hyperbole, um, but have a tiny kernel of truth at the center. And then the other thing I see a lot of on Liberty Twitter is Liberty Twitter e girls, especially Liberty redheads. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, us redheads have a problem, don't we? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just kind of funny. It's like, uh, and it's kind of become a joke now. It's like, uh, you know, some chick will get up there and she's got like her uh, her decolletage showing, and uh, it'll be some like quote from Rothbard, and it's like, "Well, help me find my friends on here." And it's like, "Okay, Fed." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice try, Fed boys. Yes. It's like, okay, ATF, we're not falling for this one again. <laughs> Unless you have an OnlyFans and then we'll pay the five ninety nine a month. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one of my friends' ex-girlfriends actually got an OnlyFans. And um, she, she was a very attractive girl. And, I, and for a second there, I, I mildly considered, I was like, oh, should oh. I? <laughs> just to see that's, what he was saying. That's just a small, teensy-weensy little violation of the bird code. Just, just yeah. a, lo- just a just little a bit. Just a tiny, tiny. I, like, but the thought crossed my mind for half a second. I was like, "It's like, hmm, hmm." I mean, I've always wanted to see her naked. I can pay to do that. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't know who I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess also the other thing, and this is just me prattling on about my experiences, is like there is, and I and I hate this fixation on classifying it, but you can see in terms of the old four quadrant political compass, the difference between yeah, those people are so who are, yeah. Yeah, people who are libertarian right and people who are libertarian left, there is like a noticeable difference. Yeah, there is. Uh, you can look at, you know, what we call the loser brigade. And it's like, well, he's a transphobe. I was like, okay, well, we are talking about war here. Are, are you anti-war or not? I mean, trans people, I, I know this is going to come as a shock. They were using the bathrooms they were going to use. <laughs> no. <laughs> This, this this doesn't need to be an issue. You know, it's like nobody cares that much. Uh, it, you know, we just want the, the wars to end. Is that so hard? Can we at least agree on that first? Yeah, I I mean, uh, I, I keep saying to the most of the Americans that I've met since I started living here is that it is, it is actually really weird to me how much of the same trajectory Rome, like in terms of Rome and America yes. that you're on, like is... Bread and circuses, endless, endless foreign wars, yeah. um, bread and circuses. What do we got in America? Endless foreign wars and um, bread and circuses, aka stimmy checks, whatever you want to call them. It's still bread yeah. and circuses. Here's your, here's your, here's your paycheck. Here's, here's your, a loaf of bread. Go watch NFL for your yeah. circus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, are we just living in a time loop? It's, just, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, history may not repeat exactly, but it definitely rhymes, I think, is, is a little bit more yeah. way to put it. Uh, and, and the other thing was decline of empires. The, like, the last thing is that everyone's concerned about gender swapping and everything. It's, it's so it's, that's kind of like one of those markers. And it's like, oh, I, I've read about this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, say what you will about good old Donnie from Queens, but uh, I, I think he's less less of a war hawk at least than than the neoliberals in charge now oh yeah. yeah i mean if you had to put it between kamala harris and 
and uh and the mango Mussolini. It, you'd have to look at it. it's like it's like uh well it, I mean you will have to do the the kind of like the what aboutism is like well he didn't start any new ones. I was like yeah. yeah he just continued the ones that were there and kind of made one situation a little bit worse. But yes. I mean it's like uh, if you're looking at these people it's like Biden doesn't care uh that much cuz you know he voted for all that stuff he, even to the detriment of his own son with the uh, Iraq war too with the burn pits and everything. And then right. Kamala Harris uh and I think Jeff Dice kind of nailed her completely uh, not that way but uh I mean <laughs> we all know she has no opposition to to that route taking that route to the top. Yeah, um, I mean she's he he said he was she's the particular worrying one because she's both stupid and evil. You know, yeah. he's like, I can handle stupid just fine because I can deal with that. I can handle evil just fine because it's what I expect. But the particular combination of stupid and evil is it's, a little concerned. It's just, yeah, it is. There is something so de- like I thought Hillary was perturbing, but <sighs> nah, she is, takes the cake. I mean, I, I, I have to say, though, I really admire Joe for if he's still alive for living this long, because if I were him with, with Kamala, like waiting in the wings, I would be checking every single corner for like <laughs> wire have yeah. a food taster just everything possible just and those uh brief moments of clarity in between the uh the fog of dementia and uh and uh adrenochrome or whatever <laughs> you just gotta imagine he's like over there whispering in the uh in the sacred services here watch out for kamala don't let her get behind <laughs> me at any point i i can totally believe that and 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 I kind of feel bad for him. Like I actually, in all seriousness, feel bad for him. I, at this point, oh, I think yeah, it's yeah. like this is pretty much elder abuse. Like, yeah, it was funny at first. It's like even during the campaign, it was like Jill Biden should be in jail for what she is doing to this guy. You know, making him get out there on the campaign trail and all of the, you know, DNC handlers of him and everything else. It was like the the guy needs to retire and throw bread at ducks. I mean, that's what he needs to be doing. Yeah. Watch. Well, like have have your. Denny's dinner at four o'clock. Right. Watch Matlock. Take a Metamucil and have a yeah. good night. Yep. Steal all of the silverware from the Denny's on your way out. And we we all know what you guys do. <laughs> uh, I've I've yet to be at a Denny's. Actually, it's it's been like my my life's mission because you know being born and living outside of this country, uh, you know you 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 guys essentially export your culture. So there's just so many references that I know of, but have no experience of. Like right. I was like the, the other day I had to order on Uber Eats some Arby's just, just to know what it's like. Oh, got a beef and cheddar. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Delicious. But yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I can only imagine how that, how that's like for everyone outside the United States. Cause you get all these references and then sometimes they're dated. And uh, uh, when I was uh, visiting a little island off of the coast of Venezuela, it's called Bonaire. And uh, like the two, it's a it's a Dutch colony. So the people that live there are native to the island and everything. They'll, they'll speak English and sometimes they'll bring up like some South Park reference, but it's like 10 years old. <laughs> and you're oh. like, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. It was like 10 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. well, we, ju- we just got it here. I was like, awesome. Ooh, you Sorry guys for backhandedly insulting you. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> want to seem like an ignorant tourist. <laughs> Sorry, fat, dumb American. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, and that's another thing I tell my friends back home. People like Americans are really dumb. I'm like, not really. I mean, 
I, I just think it's in a country of 350 million people, of course, you're going to put the dumbest, most salacious people on TV for clips. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think the American population on average is any dumber or smarter than most Western countries. Yeah, yeah. I think what is it? The average IQ is is above ninety in this country, which you know is yeah fairly intelligent. I mean, that's yeah. I and, mean, and for the most part, you're going to find people who are more street smart than they are book smart. Exactly. I mean, it's it's like seventy back home in South Africa, which is very not good. Um, but and I mean, I ask him things like they're like, oh, but they don't know about geography. And one of my favorite questions to ask him, I'm like, okay, what's the capital of of New York? What's the state capital of New York? And they're always like New York City. I'm like, no, it's That's Albany. Albany, yeah. <laughs> dumb one now. It's like, what is the official language of Austria? And then they want to say Austrian. I was like, no, it's German. <laughs> Can't imagine sense. why, though. Yeah. <laughs> they live in Austria. It should be Austrian. I was like, no, it's German. And I keep trying to explain to people each state is the size of a country in most continents. And it's right. It's, Federally, you guys are supposed to just be a conglomeration of countries, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the United States, plural, of America, you know. <laughs> and a, a lot of people just want to think it's just the United States of America, you know. Yep. And start using the different uh, different words. It's like, no, the United States are, not is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's – I've studied a lot of your constitution, and what, what I loved about it is that my understanding was – the bargain between the people and the government is first of all uh, a Floridian or a someone from or a Texan or whatever can live as they wish without yeah. being affected by a North Dakotan or a Californian or anything like that. That's one of it. And then the other um, part of what I actually loved is um, the whole point was that the government is restricted by sort of these negative rights and everything else that, you don't grant the government is granted to you. That's, that's the bargain. And it's scary to me now, how many college age people I run into. And I'm like, you, you know, that's the way it's supposed to work. That's the design. I know. I'm not, I wasn't even born here. And I know that. (laughs) Yeah. Completely melt their brains with uh, It's like, you realize that one man, one vote thing is, is kind of a problematic. Right. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, we're supposed to be doing federalism. You know, we have a representative, uh, you know, constitutional republic here. <laughs> it's, it's not democracy. We're not supposed to be, you know, one man, one vote. You're, you're supposed to, to vote for the guy who's going to go and vote for you. You know, I've, I've actually had that discussion with a lot of my, and it's, 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 and I'll say it's generally more an issue with people from blue states is that they're yeah. like, no, but democracy is the best way to make everyone happy or whatever, or the most amount of people happy. And I, and it always comes down to this. I always ask them, what would you be willing to vote to do to me in a situation where there are 10 of us and nine of you vote? Is it, they're like, as long as it's the will of the people, it's okay. I'm like, okay. Oh, so okay. <laughs> if nine of you vote to, to beat me, the 10th person to death, torture me to death and, and take my stuff this is now morally okay because the majority voted. And and that's always the part where you see like the error occur in their brains. And yeah. you're like, um, uh, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they just don't get that part. And then uh, it's like, it's like, uh, well, you know, here, here we have the, uh, you know, try to make the equate to uh, gang rape. And I was like, well, everyone who's involved in the gang rape, 
You know, nine except for the victim. People, <laughs> right. Nine you out know. of ten people enjoy it. Yeah, the the victim says no, and the other nine say yes. You know, I was like, well, that's different. I was like, no, 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 it's not. It's actually very much the same. There is a, there's a reason why the uh, the founders uh, were so against democracy in all of its form because they recognized it. it was just mob rule and it, it was going to lead to bad things. So that's the reason why they, uh, you know, landed on a constitutional republic. You know, and I'll I'll be the first one to th- you know tell you that the Constitution was nothing but a con job and a coup. Uh, just oh? by oh oh yes, yeah. You How never so? oh you haven't heard this one yet. No. Okay, so uh, before the Constitution, we had ten years of a loose Confederacy where nothing could uh, be passed without unanimous votes. So the thirteen colonies the, then became the states after the Revolution, and any time that they wanted to make a change to that. You know the Articles of Confederation it had to be a unanimous this, vote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So meaning basically nothing ever got changed. So the way it was was the way it was. So the landowners at the time, uh, the new aristocracy, uh, got together and they formed in secret this constitution, and they didn't want to have the Bill of Rights or anything in there. So they did away with the Articles of Confederation, kind of in secret. They didn't. They locked the doors. They wouldn't let anybody in. And then uh, after they came out with it, they came up with a uh, constitutional republic. So sometimes you might see me joke on Twitter. I was like, yeah, yeah, we've, you know, had a regime change in 1791 and we're still feeling the effects of it uh, today, you know? So, and then some people's like, what? what? No, that doesn't make any sense. It was like, yeah, because you learned all that stuff in school. You didn't read all of the extra parts to it where, you know, we had these uh, anti-federalists that were going around and saying, yeah, this is not going to be what you think it is and here's the problems with it and why but we don't we don't really teach that part in school so it's yeah it's just one of those things it's uh you know and i can start quoting uh lysander spooner here you know it's either given us the the government that we have or it's been powerless to stop it in either in either case it's unfit to exist so interesting huh yeah so i mean there's there's a lot of reading on the subject i mean you'll you'll get some people like uh brian mcclanahan who is a uh an actual historian he doesn't think it was a coup he thinks that well people changing their government and that's what they came up with i was like well eh, kind of i guess but uh hmm. i don't have a history degree you do uh, you know i might defer to you on that one but uh at the same time yeah. you know it's it, it, not not going to be a good time for anybody involved and uh article one section eight you know the interstate commerce clause is straight up marxism before it was even marxism so where we got a central uh, authority is going to determine what the trade between the states is going to be you know and then you get into uh fast forward to fdr and you got all these cases God, i hate him so much there's <laughs> there's like a meme of doom eternal where he's in, in hell and he's like where is fdr <laughs> right yeah yeah we've done a whole bunch of them like that it's like where's woodrow wilson <laughs> yeah Woodrow Wilson and FDR, my two least American president, least favorite American presidents. Um, probably, I don't know who else. Like even the most modern era ones. Like, and I'm talking sort of by modern era. I mean Jeff, JFK onwards, either yeah. Democrat or Republican. All of them. I'm like, you know what? None of these people were as bad as <laughs> Wilson and FDR. Like, I just, ah. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, as far as far as bad presidents go, it's like Lincoln right up there. You know, it started a war that killed uh, over half a million of his own people, <laughs> just because he didn't want the didn't want the South to secede on their own. And then uh, you got Wilson, who gave us the Progressive Era, like every bad thing. You know, the Federal Reserve, the 
mm-hmm. the income tax, World War One, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, FDR mm-hmm. was basically as close as we'll ever get to a communist dictator in this country. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I my personal favorite, and I still don't know why he's not on Mount Mount Rushmore, is Calvin Coolidge. I don't understand why that man doesn't get more cred. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, it's Silent Cal. Uh, you know, vetoed a whole lot of uh, stuff and would give the good. constitutional reasons why he vetoed stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. <laughs> Harrison was like, also a good one because he died thirty thirty days after he took office and didn't uh, really get a chance to do anything. Um, actually, you mentioned Lincoln, and people are like, that's actually one of my favorite Liberty Twitter arguments. Like Lincoln, and I mean, I get the whole habeas corpus thing, and then there's then there's down to. Then there's down the whole, I mean, obviously not being American, but I, I, I always find the Civil War debate very interesting. I'm like, it's, you know, it's about yeah. states' rights. I'm like, a state's right to what? And then yeah. it's like, how would you have ended this better or faster or quicker? Or yeah. just, because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge um, I'm a huge fan of Frederick Bastiat. And yes. I don't know if you've read the law. By yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But one of the things he, times, yeah, yeah. He, he mentions is two of the great evils in America was he said this is you know basically the best government you could get except for the two evils of um, protectionism and slavery. Yeah. So yeah, and I don't think it, anyone would deny that slavery is evil. Evil. I just I'm just wondering how would anyone have ended it? Like what is? Because I and this is me saying honestly I don't know because <laughs> I'm like how would you have dealt with this better faster like. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even at the even at the time in the 1850s, uh, the South did secede because it was states' rights, and to what it was slavery, because that's what they mentioned in their secession documents. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they always liked the Constitution. So even like the the Confederate States of America's Constitution was basically a mirror image of uh, the U.S. Constitution. Uh, but at the same time, like slavery was already starting to kind of go on the outs. Because they mm. were finding, you know, paid labor was actually more productive. Because slave, the, the slaves actually did have their own form of protest. They're not picking cotton as fast as they could. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's kind of one of those things. It was kind of already starting to go on the outs. And, I mean, I want to say it was like maybe ten percent of the uh, of the landholders in the South and in the North. See, had I slaves. didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, know I that. think if they had given it, like- maybe probably about 20 or 30 more years, you know, at least over a half a million people would still be alive. I mean, sure. It would have sucked that slavery would have lasted longer than it did. But at the same time, that that would have been one way of just, it it had just been out, out compete by, you know, then you have the industrial revolution just starting to gear up with the train and, and the cotton gin and everything else. Uh, So all of that stuff probably would have went away on its own. You know, it's, you know, it doesn't have to end with a war. It's just kind of how Lincoln wanted to do it. So, hmm. yeah, that's the thing. I'm always like, I, I don't condone. I mean, it is still your bloodiest war, but I'm like, on right. the other end, I'm like, I genuinely think it's a good thing that it ended sooner. I think it's. Yeah, I mean, there was a reason why Robert E. Lee showed up to Appomattox to to end it. He he just had saw enough of bloodshed of people that he knew in real life uh, mm. outside of the war, and he was like, "Yeah, it's just time for it to end." You know, <laughs> we killed each other enough. Let's just uh, call it quits, and we'll just deal with the consequences afterwards. So, yeah, I mean, I'm from South Africa, and we we I mean, we kind of had the rest of the world's like, you know, I mean. 
in slavery and uh, and civil rights and we were basically up until the early 90s we're like give us an extra couple of decades we're not sure if racism's bad or not i'm like it's a little <laughs> bit embarrassing that we took an extra 20 minutes the extra 20 30 years to wonder whether racism's bad or not <laughs> yeah. yeah uh and the thing with uh, apartheid because uh, i remember growing up in the 90s that was like kind of like the cause celeb at the time you know, I remember seeing like the posters, uh, you know, end apartheid and everything else. And uh, then we got treated to Nelson Mandela on our TVs uh, after he got released from prison and everything. And, uh, you know, then we got into the Mandela effect. You know, that's <laughs> like one of my favorite conspiracy theories. It was like, oh, Mandela oh, died yeah. in prison. He's there's no way he's alive. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, he's been alive this whole time. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things, and it, sure, it would have sucked if the slavery would have lasted longer, but it would have ended peacefully mm. type of thing. And, you know, I don't know. How do you judge one being worse than the other? I'm, you know, it, as far as I'm concerned, there was no good guys in the Civil War, you know, because the South had their own problems. I mean, they, they would have failed even if they had won the war because they were gearing themselves up to be a centrally planned economy. And it was mm. like there was uh, desertions were going through the roof uh in the last years of the war because there was no food because <laughs> the csa wow. was going through there and taking crops and everything trying to feed their trying to feed their army and they had food going to waste in storehouses trying wow. to get to the front lines and everything and it was like well i can't continue sitting on the front lines if i have a wife and baby back home and they're starving Stop. to death yeah so yeah there was no wow. good guys in that whole thing i, I that's just where I. That's just where I come out to it. It's like if I would have been alive back then, it was like, okay, how am I getting out west? I will brave the the Indian savage because <laughs> I think that'd be preferable. <laughs> and then there's that whole that whole mess. I, I I mean, America's very interesting to me in that regard. It's like there's just so many like complications. Like we have our own web of of, of complex backstory between the various tribes, Zulu people, Osa people, Tswana people, I'm Tswana. Uh, and and Afrikaans yeah. people, English people, like there's so much backstory there that a lot of people outside looking in saying, like, for example, a lot of people outside looking in, they're like, well, why don't the white people just do X? And I always ask them, which white people, English white people or Afrikaans white people, two right. different tribes, completely different histories, values, motivations, objectives, all that. So if you set a, a, a principle, you're going in there blind and you, your principle or your policy will fail. Hmm. It's almost like if you don't know the facts on the ground or knew who the players are, you can't really do any kind of policy that way. Pretty hmm. much. Yeah. yeah. I wonder wonder if we could apply that to like other things going on in the world. Like I don't North, know. North and South yeah. Korea and <laughs> maybe the economy, I don't yeah. know. The economy, Israel, yeah. It's all <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all of that. It's like, man, I can't even get you to understand, you know, who the players are and what's going on on the ground, but you got all these opinions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, especially uh, when you're talking about the economy and you just with libertarians, especially because we'll we'll hear this stuff, especially with Joe Biden saying, oh, you know, you spend money and that'll that'll decrease inflation. What? (laughs) (laughs) He was like, yes, all these people are going out there spending the money and, you know, that causes a deflationary effect. I was like. The six trillion dollars was the inflation. What are you talking about? That is that is the most terrifying thing to me. One of the most terrifying things to me is the amount of dollars that have been printed in the last couple of years. That is Yeah, it's like thirty percent of all of our currency was done in the last four years. That is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Mugabe, wherever you are, he's probably looking up, just laughing. He's like, <laughs> look at him. Look at him go. Fools. Uh, <laughs> amateurs. Uh, yeah, so... But it, it is fun. I mean, if it all goes down down the drain, I'll I'll say at least I got to live in in you know the American Empire as the decline sort of into, and that's that is what America is at this point. It is an empire, if if not in name, then in in oh, means. Yeah. yeah, the amount of military bases exporting your 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 culture, everything. It's yeah, it's an empire. Yep. Uh, what is it? Nine hundred bases in one hundred and twenty countries. You know. <laughs> Like, not even the Romans had that many. <laughs> I mean, South Africa just discovered a new oil deposit off the coast of the Uh-oh. Western Cape. <laughs> just... don't, don't say that out loud. You'll have the 82nd Airborne breathing down your necks before one. Before... Oh, no. so, I mean, there's that, so. <laughs> yeah, somewhere Donald Rumsfeld is looking up from hell. Oil, you say? You say yeah, you say oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like right Where? off the coast. <laughs> how, how much? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit, actually, apparently. It's... <laughs> Yeah, it was like all of the neocons in Washington was like, there's terrorists down in South Africa, right? <laughs> yeah. No, literally they are. I mean, ISIS is slowly s- creeping down from the northern Mozambique down to southern Mozambique, and that's right next to us. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably no problems with uh, Boko Haram, I would think, huh? Because that would probably be like the major uh, terrorist organization in Africa. Yeah, they're, they're more in northern, I believe, Western Africa. But yeah. I don't know what group of, of ISIS this is. We just know that they've taken over northern Mozambique. And they're working their way down. That's it. Yeah, I remember the the Tuaregs, like a nomadic tribe, were kind of hitched to ISIS's wagon there for a little bit too. So, who knows? Who knows? We we live in interesting times, as the Chinese curse goes. So, uh, I think that's probably a good place to to drop it off at. Uh, well, Tenza, go ahead and drop all yes. your plugs here, buddy. Oh, gee, well. Um... Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at at WotanZA. That's at W-O-T-A-N-Z-A. And uh, I guess you can catch me on on the No Script Show, which is our little podcast. It's at No Script Show on Twitter. But um, yeah, just search it. It's it's in my bio. And uh, we'd love to have you on if you want, Derek. And just, yeah, jump I on. I will definitely take you up on that. I love getting yeah. on other people's show. So Yeah. Well, that's great, man, because uh, you guys won't have to look for that too hard because it'll be all listed down below in the show notes. And if uh, you want to help uh, this guy out, I'll have some other stuff down there for myself as well. If you guys want some fantastic Italian coffee, go to uh, lorenzotti.coffee. Put in my promo code RWAC at checkout. You'll save yourself 10%. Any order over 15 bucks is free shipping. And I got reminded when I was in uh, Florida a couple of weeks ago, I was visiting Jacksonville, and uh, my son was giving me crap because I was having to drink hotel coffee. And he says, Ooh. man, wouldn't they love just to have your coffee? And I had to do my ad read like as loud as I could. People were looking. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to do life bits with people. That's okay. All right, man. Well, uh, take it easy. Uh, glad you were able to come on. And sure, shoot me an invite anytime. Uh, I'd like to be on your show as well. Cool. All right. 